It's time for the Girl Scouts of Northern Illinois podcast, The Friendship Circle. Hello, and welcome to Episode 1 of a podcast produced by the Girl Scouts of Northern Illinois, or GSNI. My name is Jill Hauser, and I work for GSNI. Also joining us is our field reporter, Emily Lenore. Emily hosts her own podcast, Between the Stacks, working with her local library. Emily is a former Girl Scout, and she's been great at helping us get this project off the ground. We'll also be talking to CEO Fiona Cummings. Fiona is the CEO of GSNI. A CEO is a chief executive officer. A chief executive officer is in charge of everything in a company or an organization. It's kind of like the principal of a school or even the president of the United States. We'll also be talking to other friends from around the council. We're excited to get started. Let's kick it off with our interview with Fiona. Um, My name is Fiona Cummings. Um, I've been the CEO of the Girl Scouts of Northern Illinois for eight years, two months right now, which is seems like a very long time and a very short time at the same time. I grew up as a girl guide in the UK. I think everybody can probably tell from my accent that I grew up in the UK. Um, and I'm a Queen's Guide, which is the equivalent of the Gold Award Girl Scout um, from the UK. And then um, I worked for a very large corporation for 28 years in a number of different countries. And I ended up in this country working Um, before I retired from it and then took up the second job as the CEO of Girl Scouts of Northern Illinois. Um, And I'm I'm just really, really lucky. My passion is um, developing and promoting um, skills and confidence and leadership in girls and young women. And so I've landed in exactly the right spot. And I've been really proud to do what I do for the last eight plus years and meet all the young women. You know, a little girl who I met when I first started in Daisies would be finishing middle school now. So there's been a lot of change during that time for individuals and for us as well. What motivated you to become part of the Girl Scouts here? Like, what is your, like, your driving factor? Um, I think there are two things, Emily. So one thing that motivated me was the passion for um, young women and being part of the largest girl-led organization in the world um, and really wanting to make a difference in many young women's and girls' lives. The other one is running the organization. I come from a for-profit background. Um, I know how to run um, I know how to run businesses. Running a nonprofit is not really very much different. Um, It's not a different business model. It's just a different way of accounting, really. Um, And so I think the combination of um, striving to make Girl Scouts of Northern Illinois the healthiest, um, the best and the most competent it can be and working with girls and young women at the same time is just a perfect blend for me. I, I love my job. So I'm wondering, did you meet the Queen when you were a Queen's Guide? So I said I was a Queen's Guide. Um, I have not met the Queen, although I have a certificate signed by her, or at least it appears to be personally signed by her because it's kind of raised and embossed. But I have actually met Prince Philip, who's now deceased, and um, Prince Edward, because I also did what was called the Duke of Edinburgh's Award. And there's three levels to that as well, bronze, silver and gold. Um, And if you get the gold award, which is, again, it's a youth leadership um, qualification in the UK. In fact, you can do it in the States as well. Um, But the one I did in the UK, I actually got to go to Buckingham Palace with my mom and I got all dressed up in a fancy suit and white gloves. We were we were requested to wear gloves. 
And then we stood in circles in the ballroom. There were probably, I don't know, 500 of us. And we stood in circles in the ballroom. And um, Prince Philip and I think it was Prince Edward came round and chatted to one or two of us and, you know, shook our hands. And then we got our certificate. And my mum was able to sit in the audience and watch it. We were just allowed to bring in one adult. But it was quite cool because all the tourists are standing outside Buckingham Palace and we got to walk across the grounds and go inside. So it's the only time I've ever been inside Buckingham Palace. But that was pretty cool. And I think I was probably 21 when I got that. That's really awesome. And it was it was not unlike some of the things you have to do for um, the Queen's Guide in the UK or even in the run up to getting a gold award here. Um, we had to do a number of months of service. We had to do a number of months of having an interest. We had to make a we had to lead a community project and we had to do five days of wilderness backpacking. Those were the qualifications, I think, at the time. So the sort of things we learn how to do in Girl Scouts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering where you camped. Did you move into Scotland and those areas? Because they're really rugged. Um, where were you located when you camped? Girl Guides, we, um, I was younger when I became a Queen's Guide. In fact, I was the youngest Queen's Guide ever in my county. Um, I was only 13. Mm-hmm. And you could get it at the age of 13 or upwards. And I was very dedicated. It was like the major thing I did with my life. Um, so with Queen, with my um, girl guides, we did go camping. We used to go camping as a troop. And our troop was big. It was 36 and it had a wait list. Um, and we would go all together um, in the summer or... Um, at weekends. So close to where we lived, there was a big camp called Hayeswood, but it still exists. I think I looked it up on uh, Google Maps the other day. And we would go for weekends there. In fact, you can come from other countries and rent space there, I think, and stay for the weekend. It's it's in Greater London, which is kind of handy. And then we would, um, if we were camping as the girl guides, we would go for a week in the summer. And of course, things are quite different, as our older members will also recognise, right? So Um, This would be 1970, maybe 1971, when I was going camping with my girl guide troop. And, you know, OSHA rules and safety rules were completely different then. So I I vividly remember um, loading up all 36 of us and our leaders loading up to go to camp. And we went in a what we would call in the UK a removal van. So that's a truck that you use for moving your furniture around. Right. And it didn't have a connection to the driver. So the driver would have no clue what was going on in the van. And we would pile all our equipment and our tents and our backpacks and our sleeping bags were wrapped up in a ground sheet because we didn't have tents which had fitted ground sheets. We would pile it really high behind the driver's cabin. And then we would all sit on the floor or on wooden benches like you might have had at school or in church. And then the leaders would sit on lawn chairs. And then the coolest thing was the back, which went up and down in a sort of, you know, those how those doors slide up and down. Mm-hmm. They would pull it down until we could all see out, right? So it was quite low. It was maybe, I don't know, three or four feet high. Um, and we would all be sitting in there waving at cars behind us. <laughs> and I just, you know, I never it occurred to me at the time. Mm-hmm. If you'd have had to do an emergency stop, all of this stuff piled up. <laughs> I'm shooting down two hours to a campsite um, and it would be a completely primitive campsite in the sense it would only be a field so we would have to um, dig latrines or put up chemical potties as they were called and put um, uh, a screening around them all our cooking was done on an open fire for 40 people all week Um, we had to put up our own tents and they didn't have fitted ground sheets so if it rained you could get wet Um, we had to (laughs) 
build um, luggage racks and tripods and things for washing in the morning. So we learned how to do our lashings. And then every morning at nine o'clock, we would have inspection. So the leaders would come around and inspect how tidy our tent was. Was there any sort of scraps of um, garbage anywhere? Had we packed up our ground sheets um, around our sleeping bags properly and put them up on these racks to keep them out of the way? So it was, it was sort of, in a sense, regimented, but it was also really, really great fun. And then the rest of the day, it was up to the older girls to figure out what we would do all day, right? So they basically ran the camp. The leaders were there just to make sure that we were safe. And the older girls had to plan the menus, um, do the cooking beforehand, make sure the fire was going 24 hours, um, plan all the activities for the girls. And sometimes we would be close to the sea. I remember one year I was a qualified lifeguard, although I would have had no chance of rescuing anybody in big swells. But I was the qualified lifeguard. And, you know, I would be sitting at the sea and looking at these girls of 10, 11, 12, you know swimming and playing in the sea or we organized you know obstacle courses or races or wacky races or um learning about girls girl guide time all sorts of things but for the whole week we planned the activities for the entire camp because there was nothing else to do we, we just we just figured out our own play and had a great time and it was a great leadership experience it was a lot of fun and a great leadership experience and i loved it it sounds marvelous what a great time you must have had mm-hmm. what kind of inspired you to go into a, like a for-profit organization first like what did you always want to go into business was that your kind of passion mm-hmm. good question so when I was at universities I was studying I was doing what's called a combined honors which is like a dual major in French and Spanish and instead of studying literature we studied economics and interpreting and translation so things that equipped you to be in business and I also spent six months in each country as part of my class working in businesses I mean doing very sort of simple things I mean again the older people around us will remember um we used to type I had to learn how to type right because I had a very uh, I had like an administrative role really but we would type onto carbon paper so that was we didn't have word <laughs> processors which could erase the word if you made one mistake you had to start a letter again right so I'd be really really slow because if you had one mistake and you had to start your letter again which is absolutely terrible but I'd be writing these letters in French and Spanish and things like that so I did have a bit of an idea what it was like for working in a, in a business and when I came to graduate from university I really had two serious choices one was working for the um, diplomatic service, which I think would be called the foreign service in this country, because I passed the entrance exams for that. And the other one was working for BP. Um, and I was most interested in that because they offered an international career and they were interested in my languages. So out of those two, in the end, I picked BP because the salary was a bit better. Um, but also I thought that there would probably be a lot more flexibility to um, be yourself. I, I think at the time it was very stereotyped what the life of a diplomatic service officer might look like. And you had very little choice over where they were going to send you as well. Whereas BP, you had a lot more choice about where you would be sent if you wanted to go overseas. So that's really what, what um, propelled me into business. Um, I wanted to learn a lot of skills. I wanted to work for a big corporation with the ability to work overseas um, and use the skills I'd already developed. So business is kind of, I think, a more like male dominated field right now. Do you have any advice for girls who want want to go into a career like that um just like any general like going into the workforce because you know it's kind of the odds are kind of stacked against us sometimes I mean I would say um things have changed a lot I mean I've been in the work you know I've been in the workforce for almost 40 years now and things have changed a lot when I joined BP in 1982 it was very much a male-dominated organization 
there's no doubt that the glass ceiling exists or existed but at the time I didn't feel it until I had children so during my working career I've had three children and DP had to create new policies and my two oldest children were born in Germany where I was working for BP and they didn't have any policy previously on women working outside their home country and having children. So they had to create policy for me, right? And then when I came to the US, um, where my youngest was born in 2000, they had to create a different type of policy because you'll all be aware that the US has pretty terrible um, (laughs) policy for um, mothers and fathers of new children. So uh, in Europe, I had been used to, even at that time, this is 30 years ago, having six months of paid maternity leave, which was common and normal, even 30 years ago. Coming here, there was like no paid maternity leave. And BP in the end did give me three months of maternity leave, which I was very, very grateful for, which helped a lot. But it's still too little um, to to really be beneficial for the child or the parent, I think. Um, In fact, in GSNI now, we have implemented for new mums or new dads um, three months of um, maternity or paternity leave, depending on who wants to take it. So I I feel we've made a start here in GSNI to try and make a a more sort of family-friendly environment. But certainly business, particularly in this country, can be rough if you're female. I think it's less rough in terms of policy if you're in much of Europe. You also get a lot more vacation in Europe and we nowhere in Europe do we have this concept of PTO which is vacation and sick days combined. So you get your vacation come what may and then you get there's no sort of policy around how many days you can be sick or not sick. You just have to be uh, prove that you're sick or be trusted if it's just a day off here and there so, so so those concepts I think make it easier to be um, a working woman in Europe um, overall I mean of course I would just say go for it things have changed a lot business can be super exciting um, you need to be creative you need to be a good problem solver you need to be able to work in teams um, it's a great opportunity to exercise leadership both through influence or through position um, every day is different in a business, I mean, even in a nonprofit, I think our staff would say every day is different. You don't know what's going to happen, right? It's going to be new and exciting. And every morning when you get up and write your to-do list, whether it's in a for-profit or a not-for-profit, there's a whole lot of different things on it. So if you like variety and challenge, then working in this type of environment is, is just really, really great. And again, to, to remind people that working for a nonprofit is it's no different than working for a business, except that your sources of funding are different potentially because you you know you get grants um, rather than selling product outright sometimes, um, and your members are your customers rather than sort of customers out on the street. But otherwise, the skills you need and the dedication and the focus and the teamwork and the leadership are identical. So, either is a great place to start. We would love to hear from you, Girl Scouts, volunteers, and community friends. Leave us an audio message and let us know what's going on in your area or with your troop. You can also send us an email and we'll include it in our upcoming announcement section. Visit our podcast website at anchor.fm forward slash GSNI Friendship Circle to connect with us. Now, back to the show. Up next, Emily interviews another GSNI friend, John Jones. 
Emily and John are recording at a Girl Scout event we held in Stockton, Illinois. You'll hear some background noise, but listen carefully because a mystery will be revealed in this segment. We will uncover the secret of the broken hand sanitizer. Hi, everybody. My name is John Jones. I'm a recruiter with Girl Scouts. I cover uh, the Northern Illinois council territory that is west of Rockford. So that is uh, all the way up to Scales Mound and all the way down to Pawpaw and everything in between. So everywhere you see corn and animals, that's my area. Awesome. Yes. So as a recruiting person, uh-huh. what, okay, it looked like you were in charge of, of a painting activity. Yeah, something. I was doing painting. Um, so you could paint your hands, do a handprint, or you can do a footprint. Oh, did you turn do it. a footprint? I did, I did. I have had a couple people do footprints. Because the footprint is actually the real activity. Uh, and then they make a, a reindeer out of it using their, uh, their uh, <laughs> phalanges. Yeah, as the, as the antlers. Awesome. Yeah. But everybody else liked it because paint's messy. And uh, I do the messiest activities because, you know, if you're not making a mess, you're not having fun. A good rule to live by. Is it your equipment? No. Is someone else's equipment? It's the library's. But I don't want to get fired from the library. Oh, you borrowed it from your workplace. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I gotta be careful. I borrow stuff from my workplace too. Have you ever broken anything? I just blame it on the kids. The kids don't break anything, they know it's me. It's all good. The girls are very well behaved. And then usually, so this is a secret, just oh, no. between you and me. Okay. The, if someone's listening to a podcast, I guess they're going to know our secret. Okay. But otherwise, it's just a secret between you and me. Okay. We were doing an event at a church, and they had those, like, standing hand sanitizer things. Oh, okay. We can walk up and get the hand sanitizer, yeah. you know. And uh, so I was loading my stuff out of the church, and I uh, opened the door, turned around, boom, ran into the hand sanitizer thing, knocked it over in the entranceway. Hand sanitizer is over the entire floor. <laughs> I broke their little machine. I, I tried to put it back as best possible. They didn't say anything. Luckily, it's a church, so they were probably like, oh, this guy needs Jesus. So, uh, you know, that that went well, but I spent a lot of time cleaning up hand sanitizer. Okay. I don't recommend it. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been with Girl Scouts? Uh, six years. Six years. Yeah. What? Why did you join up in the first place? Um, so uh, the primary reason I, I, I became a recruiter at Girl Scouts is I believe in the mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt that I had something to offer, a certain skill set to, to offer to help us bring in uh, and grow the membership. And uh, the only way that it's going to continue to thrive and live is if we are able to introduce it to, to more and more people. Um, and I'll be, I'll be honest, I don't spend a lot of my time outside of working doing anything else. And um, I felt that this is a great way to give back to my community while also using uh, skills that I, that I already had to do so. so. Awesome. Yeah, I enjoy it. So uh, do, I, do I interview you now too? Uh, I don't think that's the way this works. I mean, you, I mean, you can if you want to, it's fine. Okay, uh, Emily, right? Yes. I remember your name. That's good. You know why? Uh, it's no. on your microphone. That's, yep, it's, yeah. they are labeled. Yours is not labeled, I'm sorry. I can't label them for every guest I interview. It's not, uh. that's a... Well, so my, my name is John, and as long as you ever inter- interview another guy, just make sure his name's John, too. Okay, all right. I'll, okay. It's, that'll be a qualifier for being interviewed, is your name yeah. must be John. Okay. I think so. Um, so you're a Girl Scout, right? Oh, well, I graduated. Graduated Girl Scout. Yep. Awesome. Are you a Gold Award recipient? Yep. 
Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, so which which town within our council are you from? Uh, Thompson. Thompson. Okay. Awesome. I come over to the Thompson area. I drive through there. It takes like six minutes to get from one end to the other. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's not very big. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Are you in charge of any other events coming up? Like what? What are what are your upcoming like priorities or like what are you what are you doing next? Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, so this is more so like a collaboration to try to get uh, more girls involved in, in things outside of just the participation within their troop. Um, I don't necessarily have any more of these specific style events mm -hmm. planned at the moment. Over the summer, we did do movies, and that was pretty cool. But from here on out, it's going to be primarily individual recruiting events, introducing Girl Scouts to, to new families, and mm -hmm. hopefully starting new troops in areas that we need them, and then adding girls into troops uh, where troops need to, to grow some. That's going to be the main priority from, uh, from now and forever, because uh, that's basically <laughs> all that I do. And then just coming up with different ways to, uh, to be innovative and how we do that because um, I don't know if you know this, the world changed oh. over the last two years. No way. Yeah. And so we're having to get more and more creative on how we, how we do the thing that we do and integrate with that with the, with the new world that, that we currently find ourselves in. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's primarily what I'll be focused on in the next couple months. And, uh, and then in the spring, we should be rolling out activity program for Sprouts which is uh Sprouts. yeah yeah preschool is that the pre pre scouts yeah wow yeah yeah so uh it's it's kind of been something that's been floating around for a while now um but it hasn't been directly introduced but uh we do get a lot of families that are interested in getting their their, their girls in prior to kindergarten yeah. so we're uh we're looking at how we can start to navigate those waters get people involved in and doing some fun things that's awesome uh, ahead of time so here's emily in stockton illinois talking to a few of our friends in this segment called Make New Friends. Make new friends. And then hold it up close to your mouth. Like that? Yeah, like that. Awesome. So what's your first name? Braylon. Braylon? And what what level of Girl Scouts are you in? Brownie. You're a brownie? That's cool. What was your favorite part of the event today? That, that, that. I did everything. You did everything? Mm-hmm. You, you, liked, you liked all the activities? Yeah. How long have you been in Girl Scouts? Two days. Two days? You just joined? That's pretty cool. Are you excited to sell cookies? Yeah. Yeah? You can just sell a lot? Mm -hmm. You don't know? I think you will. You'll do a good job. <laughs> so what's your first name and what are you in Girl Scouts right now? My name is Adeline. And did you say um Are you are you in Girl Scouts? Yes. And what a level are you in? It's like you're a junior right now, right? Is your best? That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite part of the event today? Um I'd probably say everything. Everything? What are some of the activities you did then? Um, I did the gnome. I, well, I didn't go there yet. Okay. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. That's the, looks like you're making cards? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's pretty cool. And then I went over there. The reindeer food? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I put my hand for it. Okay. I went over there. 
it looks like you've, you've done a lot of the activities then. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yes. And what kind of events do you think Girl Scouts should put on in the future? Like, um, I feel like they should do like where we walk around our neighborhood and try the selfies, because that's what I did. Okay. Selling door to door. That was always my favorite part too, is knocking on doors and seeing if people want to buy cookies. Mm-hmm. You think you'll sell a lot of cookies this year? Yeah, because I did last year. I did last year, okay. Thanks to everyone who helped us put our first episode together. We're so excited to hear from you. So don't forget to leave us an audio message at our Anchor website. That's anchor, like a ship's anchor, dot FM forward slash G-S-N-I friendship circle dot com. And visit our full website at girlscoutsni.org. At our website, you'll find a lot of great things going on. You can sign up for summer camp. You can find out what other activities we have in store for you virtually and in person on our activities calendar. You can even sign up for Girl Scouts if you haven't already. Get ready to make new friends and keep the old. Look for us on your favorite social media apps. Talk to you next time, friends. Bye. Bye.